0: It's Wednesday, it's Hey Menachem Hey Menachem as you know, is the site of the al HaChai It's the site of the Great and Holy Arizal, who is called HaChai HaChai means he's alive The mysticism, the Kabbalah, the real meaning of the words Arizal HaChai is the same as we know from the Rebbe Siches. That the Holy Bal Shemtiv used to call his rebbe Achiah Hashiloini, who's mentioned prominently in the Zohar as a contempor- as a uh, participant in the revelation of Sodjus HaTorah by Dabshem by Yechoi, and the Idra. He's one of the personalities that you know along with Mashiach and El Yovanov. And Moshe Rabbeinu and came and taught Torah to the Holy Bal Shemtev for ten years. And the Baal Shams used to call him Moiri ve Rabbi Baalachai, my master and teacher, Baalachai, the master of Chai. Chai means life. Chai also means Chaya Yechida. The Rebbe spoke about it in the early years. It's in Lukut Why he would refer to his Rebbe, his Rebbe as Moiri ve Rabbi Baalachai. And in a sentence it means that there are certain Nishamas, that the connection to godliness and accordingly the connection to Torah, is outside of the guf altogether. The goof is nefesh, ruach, neshama, as we know. Chaya yachid is outside of nefesh, ruach, neshama. There are tzaddikim who live on that level. It's like, uh, There are some people who can relate directly to oyer, to godliness as it is by itself, without any need for form, without any need for vessel. And they and use a more uh, exotic, their hasagas are l'mayl We can't at all understand the greatness of their hasaga. Like that, it's brought in so many ma'ariy chasidus that the holy darizal took a nap Shabbos afternoon, of Parshas Balak, and he laid for two hours. His brother-in-law entered into the bedroom and he saw that his shrugged darizal was resting, and that his lips were moving. Could be even his eyes were open. So when he woke up, he said to his shrugger, he said to that izal, "Can you tell me what you were saying and what you were learning and what you were seeing?" So the hilchah izal said to his shrugger, to, to his brother-in-law, for me to tell you what I just saw in these two hours in Pachas Balakobilam, would take take me to talk sixty years or in another year say eighty years successively. What I saw in two hours, what he was massing, what he understood in Torah, in Sejusatei, in two hours. Would take him decades to repeat in Dibur. It's also brought in the Kisvi Arizal, Shif that the Arizal was unable to write because his concentration, his brain worked too quickly. The only safe which the Arizal wrote himself, he wrote while still in Mitzrayim before he came to Edit Yisrael. Uh, this is a Pirosh on Shifr, it's in the USA. it's a section on Zayir and it's printed. It's printed in, uh, I forgot what safe, for, but you could see the uh, the Pirush Arizal. If it is Neusa Ksav Yad HaRizal himself wrote it. It's one of the famous Svarim of Kabbalah, and I'm not remembering at the moment which one it is. In the Sefer in the Sefer I'm almost positive you have, you have, on the Sefer of the Pirush from the Arizal himself, Ksav Yad himself. So the Arizal, he wrote that Pirush in Mitzrayim while still in Egypt. When the Arizal came to Tzfas, by the instructions of Eliyahu and Navi, and he joined the Chaburah, he joined the group of the Ramak of Ramesha Kordaviru, people didn't understand fully who he was. And then when, of course when the Ramak passed away, the Rebbe used to say all the time, Antaka and Hey-Yav and Be Yav." that when the Ramak passed away, the Arizal was masped him, and the Arizal said, When a person passes away, and there's no explanation why he passed away because he was completely mm-hmm. So he should have lived forever. But at least he should blame it on the eighth das. So the Rebbe explained that in the Gemara. It says, mm-hmm. There are four who passed away from the eights of the nochash. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it has been, Ben Yankiv, David, Ben David, and so on. So the Rebbe says in that Gemara, you mentioned the nochash. When the Ramak said, He didn't even mention the nochash; He mentioned only the Yates. And the Rebbe argued this means that the Tzitkis, the perfection of Avoida, of Darizalachai, is even higher than these four that the Gemara speaks about. So the Rebbe said, Darizal said it in his Hesped of the Ramak. And like the Rebbe brings, instead of Cheshben, that since the said this about his rebbe, his predecessor, the Ramak, then we say this about the Arizal as well. And of course, the rebbe said that if the Ramak in Sefer Pardes Rimoinim is revealing Seydis HaToyro, then the in his Eitz Chaim, Epre Eitz Chaim is revealing Seydis of Ramak. It's Seydis, Seydis HaToyro. In other words, the Kabbalah of the Arizal is much deeper than the Kabbalah of the Ramak. And of course, Chassidus the Baal Shem and the Alter Rebbe and the Rabeim after them are incredibly loyal to the to the, to the combined Kabbalah of the Ramak and the Arizal. There's a letter from the Baal Shem Tev actually in the Gnizah Eshanas where he writes in his own defense. Someone was complaining to him, and the Baal Shem Tev writes to writes him, "I don't understand what you want from me when our teachings are sahakal, are in all in, in the in the end only uh, combination." of the Tedes saramak and Tedes HaArizal On the Yerevach HaShem. Um, I forgot what lashon he uses. So why do you have tightness to our derech and to our Shita when we're teaching Tedes HaTeder which are consistent with the derech of the Ramak and the derech of the Arizal. So in some cases when the Rebbe would talk about the Rabbeim even, he would mention the Arizal as almost as if he was like an 8th Rebbe or a 10th Rebbe depending on how you want to count the numbers. But Das Zicher, excuse me, Das Zicher the Darizal is very Choshev in Chasidis and in Chasidis Chabad. I'll tell you something interesting. This is a, really a Hergish more than anything else, that it says in Sfarim that the Balshemtiv had Moidin de Kahasogis, right? The Balshemtiv like Darizal had one of these nishamas that was able to relate the Lakus in what's called Chai right? No is by itself. And that all the asagas of Rav who is Masig, he reached al Tfilis, by Tabling in the Mikvah lot. By Darizal, it says that he reached all of his asagas al Simcha Shel Mitzvah, to the joy of doing a mitzvah. And in Chabad, we place much more emphasis on the year of Simcha Shel Mitzvah than we do in Reif Tfilis, even by the Rabayim, as far as we know, at least. The Koch in Simcha, and the idea that in Hashchina sheira eli simcha is more of an ikk and chasidus chabad than the union of, of lev In other words, in a certain aspect, we're closer to that izel in this parash. Or to say it in a different way, it's brought in chasidus ma'ed ma'ed ginu chach me'emess midas that mukabalim hated sadness, and they kocht very very much in the union of simcha. And it's interesting that Darizel passes away right in the middle of the nine days. You know, you have the middle of the week, it's called mitvach, right? Midvach. <laughs> Midvach means midweek. In English, Wednesday, I don't know what language it's in, but mitvach means the middle of the week. And uh, if you have nine days, it's, it's middle nine tag, is chamisha. Hey, Menachem is the yard site of Darizel Lachai. It's interesting that this is the day of his, his talkos. And you would wonder, what's the connection between a yid who was so into Simcha Shalmitzah? and the Avelis of the Tishas of the Beinah Mitzadim of the nine days and so on and of course there's a number of things that you could say number one that Arizal already sees things how they're going to be the Yasid Lave and his Estalkas and Chami has to do with how Hey Yav is going to be celebrated after Mashiach comes number two like it says from Pale Shesvarim, I just heard a tape that the Rebbe was saying this. That the Chsidish Rebbe used to say, that If you want to diminish the Avelis of of, it's Besimcha through Simcha. And we know from Svarim that the Yard of a Tadakh is an incredible Simcha. Because As a big Aliyah. And of course, Pale Yeshua is Bekarevah It also affects us down here on earth. We benefit from the on the Vaid of the Tadakh who passes away so the Yortzah Teve Tzaddik is therefore associated with an incredible Simcha it's called Yistalkos Hilula means the Simchas Chasane but for another reason for a reason of that's an opportunity we don't say we do say Tachnan on the Yortzah Teve Tzaddik in Chabad like the Filiq told the Rebbe when he asked him about this quote when then is the best at its side when is there a better time to say Tachnan and the Yortzah Teve Tzaddik but in the Amit Yisanyan on the of a Tzaddik is a big Yom It's a Hilula so the Arizal is bringing the Mamatin of of through Simcha, through his Hestalkas, through his Aliyah. But uh, what can I say? Admosai, Admosai, Admosai. And of course on B'av is nailed the Mashiach. yourselves the birthday of Mashiach if it comes a couple, of years, a couple of days early this year in any case this is just a mention of the day now, Wednesdays I don't give a class in Beis Chayenu base Beis, Beis Medesh in is 770 so I do a Maimed the Maimed that we do each Wednesday depends on what else is going on in my modem schedule so last Wednesday we did a Maimed from Tafshin Yud Base 1952 which was a it was an Asacha Maimer, a meimer, the Shlach Maimir. This year we're doing also a Maimet from Tafshin Yudbei's. Today we're doing a Maimer from Tafshen Yud Baze. And it's a Yudbis Thomas Maimir. It's a Yudbis Thomas Maimet. It's a little bit longer. This, we're not going to do this whole Maimut in one class. We'll ease do the Maimet in two, and if need be, we may even do it in three. But um, I'm certainly scheduling a second class. Depending on circumstances, I'm hoping to give that class this evening. Let's say around eight o'clock or eight fifteen. I'm not sure yet, um, but I'm hoping to schedule if I'll have koyach and clarity to give it the second class of this maimer this evening. And like I said, there may be a third class, and if there is a third class, we'll have to figure out when to do it, either tomorrow or Friday. What's this maimer about? It's so interesting to look at my modem. The my modem over the years changed a lot. The first 10 years or so, 10-15 years or so, the Rebbe used to say mother in longhand. He would say the Maimod completely. In the later years, especially in the seven, late 70s and 80s, in the late Lamed and Mems, the Rebbe relied on the fact that the Maimodim was already in print. So he would speak much shorter and relied that we could look up the source and he would just say the nekudah of the maimer or the nekudah of the Kiddush of the Maimod. But in the first 10 or 15 years the Rebbe would actually say a Maimon in longhand, like all the earlier Maimon would. And um, it looks to me, of course I'm a very small Maven, that the Rebbe had a list of his favorite Maimon. 100 Maimon, 200 Maimon, I don't know what the number is, 300 Maimon, 400 bottom. And over the first bunch of years the Rebbe said those Maimon, or to say it in different words if a person learns the Maimon of the Rebbe for the first 10 or 12, 13, 15 years, of his Nesius, you know it's like your modern-day Tera. look at the it's all the Yosefus that come of Hasidis in the Rebbe's form. The Rebbe's form, his style, is concise. No idea because everything is very short, but extraordinarily clear, crisp, and clear. It takes out all the doubt, all the uncertainty is removed because the Rebbe's style of presentation is extraordinary. It's very, very, very clear. There's the er, Klor. And uh, some of these ma'amarim, you can see the original, and then you can see how the Rebbe is repeating it, but he's saying it in his style. The mime in front of us, Mimon Afra Yankiv, is based to a great extent on the mime in Eretz Yisrael, which I looked up yesterday. Um, it's also based officially on a mime from the Frierik, which I'm going to get to in a moment. It's based also on a mime from the middle of Zay, which I did not have a chance to look at, and I am remiss. I hope I'm not going to regret. Look, you know, looking at it later and saying a lot of what I'm saying is already there. But when you look at the Maimoram that are the source of the Rebbe's Maimed, the Fridic the Rebbe's Maimed especially, but even the Tzemach Tzedek's Maimed, what emerges is this is not a Maimed from an earlier Rebbe, this is the Rebbe's Maimed. Officially it's based on earlier Rebbeim, but the amount of novelty, both in terms of detail, and also in terms of interpretation of how he understands it, is very, very original. The Rebbe's Maimed is very clear it's very understandable um, and it's, 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 it's I would say to a very great extent the Rebbe's own officially it's based on the Tzamach Tzedek um, and the Mittal of Rebbe's but and there's also a Hanukkah from the Hillel Padditch but it, again I did not have a chance to look up not all my moderns are even in print yet um, but it looks like it's Ma'mish the Rebbe's it's the Rebbe's Amaymer and if I had to go to the point in a code that this is a Amaymer about Betachem the Rebbe is going to speak three levels in Betochen. It's fascinating. Three levels in Betochen. It's based on a from Tzemach Tzedek, which also, which also talks about betachen. but the Tzemach Tzedek goes in a very different direction than the Rebbe does. Tzemach Tzedek gives you different choices. You can say like this, and you can say like this, and we don't know if it's Betochen or it's Lachsais or Bahavaya, uh, different expressions. The Rebbe flushes it out and makes it very crisp and very clear that there's three madrigas in Betochen. In order to explain this three Madreges and he brings us a Maimer, a different Maimer, from Lakuta Tehid and Shirashidim, I believe, which talks about three devil, levels in Avod. Hashem. Hiloch, Diloch. Standing, walking, and jumping. And standing, walking, and jumping are going to parallel the three uh and Betochen which we're going to be learning in this Maimer. But that's the heart of the Maimer. That's the biot of the Maimer. Okay. The Maimed itself, the beginning and the end of the Maimed, it starts in the Pasuk Mimona Afayanka of Mitzvah which is a Maimed, from the, it's a Pasuk from but it's also mina It's a Maimed which the Freyedike Rebbe wrote and said while he was in Golos Kastrama, and the Rebbe officially is reviewing the Maimed mina he doesn't discuss the middle of the Maimed at all, the begi- the middle of the Maimed at all, does only the very beginning and the end, and there's this very a small percentage of the Maimed is based on the Minam Eitzar from the Friyidik Rebbe it's hard to see and I didn't spend enough time looking if the Rebbe is being mechadish something on the Friyidik Rebbe's he's certainly opening up the whole business of Bithu Hashem Ad, which the Adbush the Friyidik Rebbe discusses very briefly and in a much narrower way than the Rebbe does but that's the structure of the Maimed I'll come and repeat it again the Beard of the Maimed is two points number one three Madregis in Bitochen which is going to be our second class Number two, in order to explain the three Madrigas and he discusses three avoidas, amidah Hiloch, Diloch, standing, walking, jumping, which is what going to be doing in the first class. And what surrounds both of those, what flanks the beginning and the end of the Maimer, is Mimona um, yankiv and Menameitzer. In other words, for those of you who know me and my style of teaching, you've heard this many times before. For those who don't, you'll get used to this. I say these ideas all the time. Maimonayi Hasidus in a lot of cases have a pattern. You start off with a certain stu- subject, you bring a Pasuk, my you ask questions. What you so- speak about at the very beginning, you leave it for the very end. Then in order to explain that, you go into a secondary discussion, second conversation, and you do the same thing. You bring more questions and then you leave them. And the answers to the second set of questions will be the second point from the end. And then the Maimon will have a heart. Sometimes you'll have even more. Right? You'll have one beginning, one end. Two near the beginning, two near the end, three near two, and three near two at the end. And that's how the Maimon works. It's a pyramid. When you speak about first, you speak about last. And the middle of the Maimon gets the, the conversation that's direct. This Maimon has a center and two rings. The center of the Maimed is going to be the three ideas of Amida, Hilog, Dilog. Standing, walking, jumping. On the flanks of that are going to be the discussion on the three levels of Bitachan that are going to be paralleling those three levels Amidah, hilach and Diluk. and the beginning and the end is going to be the Mimona and the Menameitzah and the beginning Mimona and the Menameitzah and the end that's the structure of the Maymer so my plan is to teach you now the middle of the Maimet. the part about Amidah, hilach and it's more than half in terms of pages it's more than half the Rebbe speaks very Ari it's very elaborate and if we read every word, it would take two hours probably, or an hour and a half. We'll see how the class goes. I'm already talking almost half an hour and haven't even started yet. But there's one more thing I need to say by way of introduction, and perhaps I should have said it sooner, but after this introduction, we're going to go to the Maimer. And that is, the Friedrich Rebbe wrote and said the series of Maimotans that are connected to Yubis Tamas. And I discussed this with you earlier this summer, when we learned the three Maimotans from Lamed Zayin there are five Maimonim that the Rebbe said during the week of his arrest and liberation, during his liberation. But there's a sixth. Okay. The Shabbos before he was liberated was Yud Tamas, I believe. It was Test Tamas. On Test Tamas, the Rebbe said the Maimir, Ge'afim Tasiya. Tuesday, Yud Beis Tamas, he said the Maimir. On Wednesday Gimel he said the first of two On Shabbos he said the second and he said, Those are five But the Shabbos before which was uh, Bay's Tammuz he was in jail And the Freedic Rebbe said Chasidus or thought Chasidus sitting in jail and he obviously wrote that Maimed after he came out of jail, presuming, although we know for a fact that while in prison, the Freyirik and Abba actually uh, wrote Chassidus on papiros papir, on little pieces of paper, from cigarette paper that he was given to be allowed to smoke. He wrote Chassidus, I don't know if you have any of it. I've seen some little pieces, but not complete Maimodem. So the Maimed Minameit, which was said the Shabbos before, based Tammuz, is the sixth Maimed associated directly but the story of on Beis Gimel in the year of the arrest of liber- and liberation. The five Maimotem came out on a Kuntur Yud Beis I don't know from what year, maybe Tzadik Beis or Tzadik Gimel, from the early 30s. The Maimimena Meitzah, the Rebbe published in 1952, Toshin Yud Beis, the year of this. In other words, more than two years after the Fidek passed away, for Yud Beis that the Rebbe published, he disseminated. The Maimimena Meitzah, the Fidek said, while still in jail, so by the Fabringan of Yahweh's Tammuz, the Rebbe in quotes chazer the Maim, the Rebbe distributed the Maime for everybody to learn it. And at the Fabrengen, the Rebbe said the Maimar, but he didn't say the Ma'im Mina said exactly as the Friday Rebbe said it. In fact, it doesn't begin Mina Mait, it begins with Mimona Afar Yaiku Mispa so He touches on the Mina said, and also not that much. The, the spirit, the Neshama, the premius of Mina said, which means that when a person has the worst situation it reveals the deepest levels of the Neshama. that idea, which the Friyadh Rebah obviously talks about the Rebbe also talks about but the connection between the Maimon we're going to learn now and Min HaMaitzad is what 10% of it maybe even less although on some level the Rebbe is reviewing the Maimon Min HaMaitzad and Pei in, in conjunction with the fact that in 1952 Tovshin Shin which is what 25 years after the Feedigab was arrested and liberated he, he distributed this Maimon to be learned on Yud Thomas so in a way, in a limited way, or more than a limited way, the mime we have in front of us is also Yudbiz Thomas Mime. So it's 26 minutes and 49 seconds into the class or so. And I apologize for taking so long with my introductions, but I've been told by many that a lot of people listen to the introduction as soon as they start to teach, they, they tune out. The introductions are some people's favorite part, and I understand why. And I guess on some level, they're my favorite part also. We're going to be learning the mime in three rings. I don't know if it's two or three classes, but we're learning it in three rings the first class and the middle ring of the Maimed is a discussion on three levels of Avedas Hashem standing, walking and jumping. So if, you, if you're connected to my WhatsApp or if you're on Facebook the Chama put the Maimed up she told me she put the Maimed up take out the pamphlet that I just sent you the PDF and we begin on the bottom page Shin Chav Gimel that's three pages of the Maimed at the very end Sif Dalad, where you have the number one you'll see this Maimed has all told I wrote my scribble I always send you my dirty pages 30, no, 30 numbers I send you the pages on which I scribble because I want you to see how I divide up the mind and how I structure the mind so you're able to follow with me as I learn so there's going to be 30 numbers we're starting now with number one the Rebbe spoke about three levels in Betochen so we're now going to start in order to explain the three levels in Betochen we're going to speak about three levels of serving HaKadosh Baruch every neshama comes into this world and amongst other things that neshama is a servant of Hashem the neshama comes into the world to serve HaKadosh Baruch and of course in serving Hashem there's many levels there's lower levels and there's higher levels and the Rebbe is going to say that in general there's a level of Vedas Hashem which is called standing still and standing still is not nothing it's serving Hashem there's going to be a second level of Vedas Hashem which is called walking being in motion and there's a third level of Ides Hashem, which is called jumping. Not to be sure, I, I'm remembering now, before I actually start, if I can ask you a huge favor, if you'll jump ahead all the way to page Shin Chof Ches, where you have the number 12, and I'm going to read this very quickly. Okay? At the end of the line, eight lines in the top of page, Shin Chof Ches, it says, It says in the they were about to learn us, you and I, three levels in avedas Hashem called amida hilach Vidiluk, standing still, walking, and jumping. So the al explains it physically. Amida, when a person is standing still, both of his feet are on the ground the whole time. Halicha, when a person is walking, it's one foot may be in the air. He a lot. One leg is always on the ground. When a person is jumping, that one moment, both feet are above the ground. And the Rebbe says, What does this mean? When you're standing still, you're connected to the same ground. So you're not really leaving one space. If you don't go away from one, you can't come into a new. It's a constant avid. When you're walking, you're moving from one place to another. Because you always keep one foot on the ground, you're always connected to the steps that you made before. But when you jump and both of the legs leave the ground, this is bringing you from one world into an entirely different world. And those are going to be the three steps: So, shall we? Huh? Bottom of page Shin, Chav Gimel. So, he starts off with Menahemetz Arashedah Shaitim and Menahemetz Aralamercha. The beginning of departing from a difficult situation into a broad situation, which is indicated in the Posig Men four lines from the bottom of the page, is Begol Es Mitzrayim v. We were exiled in Egypt, that was our narrowness, that was our Metzir. And our exodus from Egypt, that was our by b'merech Ka, that Hashem redeemed us from Egypt. And that's why, Bechol David, der Avot, and Lidah Sassan, Zmi, Kul That's why we always mention Yitzies Mitzrayim, because it's not just a story that happened a long time ago. It's a constant and ongoing phenomenon of exodus. If this means, Sheetzias, Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt to Shedeh Shun HaSin it's a root, and provides keach, L'chol HaGul's to all redemptions, that the pattern of redemption is the same, Min HaMetzal HaLaMerachim, you find yourself in a difficult situation, and you emerge from that difficulty into freedom. And the Rebbe continues, V'hinei, F'nadir, Eif, and Yeetzias, Mitzrayim HaBadarach, going out of Egypt requires a jump, as the Apostle Xoskeel Dei Dehinei, the Bamadala Galahor, that the exodus means To jump which is not standing still and not walking, but jumping, coming into a whole new reality. I always tell you the same thing, that if you ever look at the Labavitcher Hagodahs, the Chabad Hagodahs, you'll notice that on the front cover, there's always a picture of a deer, of a tzvi. There's no doubt in my mind that that choice of imagery is the Rebbe's, because no artist would think of the Exorcist as a deer jumping over a mountain and so on because the Jewish peoples leaving Egypt was jumping over was shortening the time in the Gullus and leaping into the yula um, much more quickly before they should have and that's why this assignment is connected to de this means Serving Hashem can be either on the and level of Amida, standing still, Aliha being in motion, and Diluk, jumping, and it says, is the third, is jumping. And the Rebbe is going to talk us through each of these three. What does it mean, the Avaydah Hashem of standing still? What does it mean, the Avaydah Hashem of being in motion? And what does it mean, to Avaydah Hashem of jumping over? And of course, the Nukud is David's work on ourselves. And avoid this work on ourselves that goes into the phenomena, into the category that's called Asura, khan, is of the surah go away from here in order to go there. When I'm standing still, that's limited. When I'm jumping, that's not limited at all. And when I'm walking, it's someplace in between. is number two in your text. In when a person is standing still, this doesn't mean that he's literally motionless. Behind today, like yesterday, tomorrow, like today. Because... The standing still is a level of serving Hashem. It's working and serving Hashem. And therefore... You have to say... When a person is standing still, yesh is it's actually growth. So if a person is standing still and growing, which is it? Is he growing or is he standing still? Dafka By standing in one place, by not being in motion... Is the if a person is not growing, he's called And if a person is standing still is considered avoider. You have to say that the, that the standing still is the avoider. So if a person who is standing is also serving Hashem, Why is it called standing even though the person is growing a lot when A person grows in a gradualistic way, step by step From a lower level to a higher level and the distance between one step and the other is measurable it's finite and you could see the journey from step a to step b so even though the person is growing because the steps of the growth are are measurable are finite so the entire process is called standing still therefore the it nas allah called standing still it brings it eye from the apostle khaled shama shama the telephone why would you call them standing still if, in fact, they're growing and growing a lot? The answer: three lines from the bottom of the second paragraph on page Kuf, Shin Chavdal. Lefish fishalias shallahem, the and the malachim, but especially the and the malach l'mailum. Have alias, but alias Shalahem, All of their ascendants be'efin shallahem, heim be'edech zelazed. They're all measurable to one another. And since they're measurable, all of the different steps that a person does is considered standing still. It's only when a person moves from a place to a place. And the new place is removed from the old place in such a way that it's quantum separated. It's called being in motion. It's called moving. So the avoid of Amida is called Bital, right? Standing still standing in front of Hashem, total subservience. But the avoid Amida also involves not changing the upside of that changing, but also the downside of that changing. So the Rebbe says, you're changing constantly. If you're not changing, you're not alive. But the changes are so gradual and so measurable and so controlled that it's not considered movement. That's why it's considered standing still. That's the first step, Amida. So what it says in the Novi, and it's explained that this is talking about Malachim and also in is Yisrael, that they're standing still. The concept of standing still in both of these cases the concept of standing still in both of these cases is serving Hashem with a bitl, but the bitl has such a sameness, such a constancy that it's considered uh, not being in motion. Okay? So the Rebbe begins the Yuvan. There's a way of serving Hashem which is called standing in one place. And I suppose standing in one place has its advantage. Standing in one place, advantage is the advantage of bittl. The chesaron of standing in one place is that you're not growing. It's a safe avoider, right? If you ever learn the Akdoma to the shara, V'amuna, the Alter Rebbe discusses the argument that it may make sense for a person to stand still rather than be in motion because of the risks inherently involved in growth. And then the Alter says, no, 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 take the risk and take the and and grow. So the, that's how the whole goes. But that's the mile of Amida. You're in one place. So Amida doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. I'm serving Hashem. The basis of my is Hashem is Bittl. But I'm not growing. Higher than Amida is hiloch, is to be in motion. Malachim Lamaila are called Oimdim. The Shamas are called Oimdim. Down there we're called the Mahalach. Number three. Next last paragraph on Shimcha Dalad. You, when the Rabbi says the explanation of this is, we see clearly when a person uses his mind to understand this, two types. The first is, he understands things step by step, gradually. But first he learns something simpler. and he learns something higher. This is always true. However, the better he understands the lesser thing, now he understands understand the higher thing more. I learn A, then I learn B, then I learn C, and it's gradual, it's collective, right? it's cumulative. But I'm building. B is on top of A, C is on top of B, D is on top of C, and so on. If an base where the second is, Sh'Rab Zeid HaTzo'am, Rab Zeid HaFast Ad Meyat HaTanis 100 fasts And in the parenthesis, the Rebbe brings a different years of 40 fasts Sh'Yishkach Talmud, Babu, to forget the entire Talmud he learned in Babel K'desh Yuchalum, Talmud Yerushalmi, Sh'Babu to learn the Talmud in Yisrael So he learned Torah, and he's forgetting the Torah to understand the new Taira. So it's not the Pshat that the new Torah has no connection to the old Torah That's not true, it's also cumulative but it's conflicted, you see. So you don't just build on the old, the old brought you to a certain place, intellectually, as a student of Torah, then you remove the old to create space for the new. So the difference between the two is not whether it's a build-up or not, it's whether the new is built directly on the old, they're close, or the new is built by destroying the old to make space for the new because they're distant. The second way of learning is by forgetting to old to understand the new is quite different. this way, The first method you don't want to forget. The old learning helps the new. As opposed to when the second method that you have to forget one. To understand the next proves there's a very big difference. When I learn information and I build the old on the new this is all gradual. when I learn information I have to negate the old in order to understand the new this is called movement right I don't want to call it quantum I don't want to call it a leap because that's going to be the third here we're comparing now the first and the second Namida versus Hiloch, and he explains a double the reason for these differences La say who the entire model of the first type where you're building the new information of the old is the two ideas are close to each other top of page when the second level of learning is not a little bit more than the first but it's incomparably greater, it's separated in an absolute way, or in a relatively absolute way. The old idea doesn't help, it interferes. If I would not have learned the old learning, if Rav had not learned Talmud Bavli, he would not be a Talmud Chacham. and couldn't learn Talmud Yerushalmi. So Talmud Bavli made him who he was, but he had to get it out of the way for the Talmud Yerushalmi to be entered in. You know, it's like ex- experimenters who come up with... Uh, invention right the, the, the greatest inventors in the world were special because they were able to take old systems and throw them away sometimes you build collectively one idea on top of another and sometimes the new idea requires throwing the other one in the garbage the second method is because the new ideas are not the same category as the first but it's an advancement of the first it's in a different category and that's two different ways of the development of knowledge building on the old and reaching a plateau in the old and getting it out of the way for the new to take its place. In four lines into the, three lines into the page, to reach the higher level. You have to get, forget the old and he gives the example. When a Shama goes to Gan Eden and then when he goes from one Gan Eden to a second Gan Eden, that it says in Kabbalah and in lishkech that the has to first forget how this world looks. And the Rebbe goes on to explain that forgetting how this world looks doesn't only mean Avedis. It doesn't only mean Taivis. It means this world as it understands the Lekus on the highest levels. Nevertheless, in order to understand the Lekus in Gan Eden, I'm about eight lines into the page, lishkech Leshkeiach, you have to forget that. In other words, in the Neshama goes to Gan Eden does not only have to forget it's... Aved is Achman of It's time is heted and it's borderline in yonim. But the yedze it has to be kept stated as mitzvus. It has to be as a because it's so much greater there than here that they conflict. Over dogma the same way over yinamus when a person is collecting ideas from level to level, if einam berachzalzav, the new ideas are not just the same as the old but more, but are on a higher level. And the old ideas interfere. And that's why you have to forget the old in order to come into the new. Right? That's called heloch in this moment. In order to come from the old to the new, I have to forget. And he continues, This is only talking if they're incomparable to one another. I'm reading number five now. If they're close to each other, in other words, the new idea and the old idea are in the same world the order of ascent is the earlier idea helps the new idea from the easy you come to the heart and therefore even though you're growing and you're constantly learning more all of that learning and all of that growth is called Amida just like in any realm of ideas that are comparable to each other that are all in the same world The way a lower idea helps a higher idea. It's because the old idea and the new idea are really in the same world. And I know A, I don't know B, but B is in the same intellectual world as A. Skip the parenthesis. The old idea and the new idea are in the same world. And therefore because they're more or less partners the lower idea already exists in in the level of the higher idea so when you know the lower idea you actually intuitively or theoretically already know the higher idea or the higher idea includes the idea that you know and therefore one supports the other there's a very big difference between developing your mind and acquiring information there's very big difference between expanding the way you think and knowing new data, knowing new information. A person goes to school and he develops a skill, an umness, in one area of knowledge. He doesn't know everything about that body of knowledge, but he has developed a discipline, he's developed a technique, he's developed a, a strength in approaching it because, because he spent a lot of time becoming good at it, developing an aptitude. When that person, like a doctor, reads a journal on the subject that they're already familiar with, he's collecting new information, but the new information is only new in the sense that he doesn't know it. It's not new in the sense that it's stretching his brain, that it's taking him outside of how his brain is accustomed to thinking, because the new information, the old information, are part of the discipline, are part of the, the vocation, the skill which he's developed a long time ago then say he wants to go into a whole new area of knowledge that's a different kind of thing every body of knowledge is a different approach a different technique and if i know one i don't necessarily know the other in fact knowing one may conflict with me knowing the other and i need to go out of my world to go into another world and that's what the rebbe is trying to describe collecting more knowledge in one world is also growth but it's all about standing still it's my world going into another world of knowledge is very different than collecting more knowledge in my area. Because going into another area of knowledge means I have to take the risk of going away from where I am. And again, the language that the Rebbe employs is I have to forget. The old contradicts the new. And only then do I open myself up to the new knowledge. Right? Let's give an example. In Teirag, a man whose expertise is lumdus, He learns... Gemara with the Rishonim and tries to come up with Svaras in understanding the Rishonim, who looks in Svarim, who becomes a Rav. A Rav is not just a Rosh Hashiv who's graduated, it's a different discipline. So if a person has a Rosh Hashiv and he's learning a Sefer from another Akhrin, it's his world. So even though it's new information, it's called standing still. If he's moving on to an era of halacha, that's called moving, because he's going out of something that he's familiar with, bringing himself into something which he's not familiar with. And his yeshivish background could contradict his becoming a Rav Meireh Now imagine a person who is already adult, studied much Torah, who decides he wants to master Chassidus, Plimisa Torah. It's not just a difference of more information, it's a different kind of information with different discipline and different rules and different sensitivity of approach where the old contradicts the new. You can't use a Gemara cup for a maimah chassidus. You you learn a maimah with the same thoroughness as a Gemara cup, but it's a very different kind of learning. So when you're learning within the area that you're already familiar, that's called standing still. Or In the words of the Rebbe, the knowledge that I don't know yet, I already have. Or the knowledge that I have is included in the knowledge that I don't know yet. When I'm trying to learn a new area of knowledge, this is called motion. So amida means I'm growing, but in my world. I have my derach of HaVoytas Hashem, I have my style for serving Hashem and I'm sustaining it and I'm growing in it but I'm not going out of myself. Hiluch means I'm going into a whole new world where the old contradicts the new and this is where the Rebbe brings in the idea of shikha, forgetfulness. The Rebbe continues. Hine, It's about a third from the bottom of page Shen This is true in life. Kasher ha'ali is When a person is growing gradually, Even when he's on the higher level, he's really more or less the same as when he was on the lower level. He's grown, but the steps are so measurable, are so gradual that as high as he's going to go, he's always going to be in the same as he was in the first. It's like it's like never leaving the ground. Is what he's trying to say. And it gives you the example that it's like the idea of of a chain. When we want to describe the gradual steps of the world, from a higher world to a lower world, we use the example from a chain. Why do we use the example from a chain? The upper ring is coupled on the lower ring. The second ring is coupled to the third ring. The opposite is also The lower ring is coupled to the ring above it, and the upper part of the lower ring is connected to the higher ring, and so on. And in that system, using the model of a chain, you can grow and grow and grow and grow. In truth, you've gone nowhere. All of your growth is measurable. And it's more or less the same as where you started. And because of this, when a person is growing, but the growing is not going from one world into another, but it's staying in the same world. It's all called amida. It's called standing still. And the Rebbe says in the last line, in Yiddish, er is for sich er is von You haven't gone away from your level. What you did, what you were, you continue to be. And we all understand this, right? If you wanted to put it into the terms of real life, young people are a clean slate, which makes being young very wonderful but also very frightful because you don't know who you are yet as we grow young people define themselves they define themselves by the knowledge they collect by the Yiddishkeit that they apply to themselves and by the life that they choose to live and then they're grown and something strange happens when they grow they change just like before they were very afraid of what they're going to be and they were working very hard to have an identity now that they found the identity they don't want it to change it should stay the same they used to call this in the old Chabad a-balabos the you know, there's an expression by Hasidim: a-balabos is a the most disgusting thing the most despicable thing is a balabos what's a balabos? a balabas is someone who's achieved what he needs to achieve in life he has a wife he has children he has a job he has a house and his prayer is one thing that nothing should change that's called oimit but this balabos may be working very hard not just on making a living but on serving Hashem but his framework his basic identity is that things should stay the same and that's why Hasidim say a balabos is a dove a it's undesirable because life is defined not by standing still but by being in motion but Amida standing still doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. Standing still means that all of my growth is in the same world. And the Rebbe continues on top of page Shinchavov hein number six tachas haYidis haneshama beguf. The reason the neshama comes into the body, The body should be the neshama should be in motion. And listen to this. The soul in Ganadin, in Ganadin, the shamas are growing constantly. And no matter how much they grow, they're always standing still. By coming into this world, goes into motion. Now, why is a nisham in Ganadin standing still and this world is in motion? So, of course, the answer is it's not the nisham's choice. A nisham in Eden is standing still because it can't be in motion. Why can't it be in motion? Because it's not being challenged. The environment that it's in is very supportive. The environment that it's in is also holy, like itself. And since the environment that it's in is so supportive of Kedusha, to remain in that space is natural. And there's nothing irritating them to go out of that space. And it's not the Pshat, there's nothing irritating them so they don't go out of that space because they're lazy. There's no possibility of going out of that space that in the world that's pure mamalak al you cannot go about of yourself. This world the neshama is challenged. Chazza vayi vayigash tafresh samaches which is a part of the Hemshech of Samach Vov. That down here in this world, vayi nishmas there's gevurah to bring the neshama to the guf. There's gevurah in the challenges of the neshama and the guf of the nefesh of And there's gevurah in compensating for those challenges. So down here you're forced to be a mahalach and in Gan Eden it's, I would argue, impossible to be a mahalach. You're, you're growing, you're serving Hashem, but you're always in one place. The the in this world, is connected to the body and the animal soul. Like it says in that the only connection between the soul and the body is through the animal soul. Skip the parentheses. Other as the he feels challenged. No challenge, no work. days, because of this challenge, He feels a need to expel itself to Redeem itself to graduate itself from the body and the animal soul's oppressiveness, and therefore, the yes, this also brings the Neshama to go out of the Neshama, the divine soul's limitation. We have a narrowness, the Neshama doesn't feel it as a narrowness, the limitations of the soul feel to us fine because it's you. You don't see the limitations of your neshama because you and your neshama are one and the same thing. Of course, how could you say about godliness that has a limitation? And of course, the simple answer to that question is, I don't know. But this is the concept of a lakut shenasa nivir. The neshama may be godly, but it's a lakut shenasa nivir. It's also contained. And in Gan Eden, that containment defines you. The limitation of your neshama defines you, and you don't even see that you're being contained. That's what he's saying. Nishama neshama is beguf And the soul is forced into a body and an animal soul. And then you have Meitzah a Nefesh Bahamas. the Neshama is now oppressed by the soul, by the animal soul and the body. And this is outside of the Neshama. And the Rebbe says, Now you feel it. Now you feel it. When something, when you feel limited within yourself, you don't see it as limited. When something is forcing itself upon you and you feel inhibited by it, now it feels like a Mitzrayim. And therefore, Kashiyei Tasmei a Ragufa Nefesh HaBahmed, you're forced to go out of this limitation. Also, the Neshama is now forced to go of the limitations of the Neshama itself. When the Neshama is in Gan the Neshama has a Meitzah and he doesn't see it as a Meitzah and he's not compelled to leave it. Down here the Neshama has a Meitzah but because of the Meitzah, the Gufa and the Feshabah Hamiz, the is also redeemed. And he continues, V'hine, I'm on page it's about 11 lines into the page. The neshama, the godly soul idea of limitation, is it's limited in the way it understands and the way it feels, or with the fact that it understands and with the fact that it feels. In other words, the neshama is an in infinity, but the neshama that comes into the goof is finite. The neshama comes into the goof is defined by understanding and feeling, which is that's the notion of serving Hashem reasonably. All of this is called standing still. Because even though the neshama is constantly growing, it's measurable. Like it doesn't deposit grave. You're standing in one place and you just over time you collect more knowledge. Therefore, which is called amida. Use a person A person uses his mind and his heart. So to the Nefshah, this is wonderful. To the Nefshah, look yes, it's a limitation. The Neshama is infinite. And the mind and the heart are finite. So if I use my mind and a heart to serve Hashem, I'm serving Hashem to, as far as the Neshama is concerned in a finite way. The Neshama exits from the state. His idea is that Shabbat is also a matter of the comes into this world, and now Margesha says, I made the Shal Gouvernev Shabbat, via Vietas, me man of the body and the Nashama, so obstructed. And therefore, when it goes out of it, Nasa says, i the Nashama goes in motion. And this is the Avoid, the Shalom, the serving Hashama above reason. Which is Nettach Lagamri, and there it says, and he's departing completely from the Avoidapi Tavadas. And there Rebbe concludes, this is why the Abish to put an Hashama into this world, to be a Mahalach. So it is Oimid and Mahalach. The neshama yin is an oimid because there's not challenged. The neshama is an oimid because the oppressiveness is not interfering with the holiness of the neshama. And you're satisfied about it. But in this life you can't do that. The challenges of this life don't let you do it. And because the challenges of life don't let you do that, you're forced to break out of a limitation. So there's two things. Number one, how hard you're working. Number two, how severely you're challenged. If you're not challenged, you're not going to work hard. Or to say it more correctly, if you're not challenged, you can't possibly work hard. When you're challenged, depending on the challenge, you'll work harder. So, Amida means in the Sharmah, where there's no real challenge. And therefore, whatever it does, is standing still. Hiluch means in the down here because there's real challenge. There's real growth, not only in the Gulf of the Nefesh, of Bahamas, but in the Nefesh of the well. well and he concludes <laughs> the difference between standing still in Rabbi which is when you're living in an environment where you're not challenged and serving Hashem in the limited although you're growing into limited growth pardon me versus when you're living in a world where there's real cha- real challenge and because there's real challenge you have to dig real deep and bring out real koiches to make real change <laughs> the difference is not only in the challenge of my work but what the koich Hashem gives me in the limited way I reach only which is and the Rebbe says three lines from the end of Klaus I'm reaching Godliness which is limited second line from the beginning of the first paragraph of Beit Shem Chavav in an infinite way I'm revealing you reach the level of Kesev which is which is so in fancy words, Amida is aid, and Hiloch is Adach. Amida is, I'm serving Hashem within a particular world and therefore no matter how much I grow, I'm staying the same. And Hiloch means I'm going from a world to a world. And therefore there's a real change taking place. So this is two steps. Amida and Hiloch. Standing still and walking. When am I standing still? When I'm growing? Based on what I am. Hmm? I like what I am. I like where I am. And I'm just trying to continue being that person. That's called standing still. Hiluch means I'm challenged. I'm challenged by my environment. Because I'm challenged by my environment, I dig deep within myself. And the combination brings out a power of, of, of growth in an exponential way. In what's called hiluch, to be in motion, But that's not enough. Why? why I I guess the right language is because I'm not changing completely I'm not changing fundamentally when I'm standing still I'm obviously staying in the same world when I'm in motion when I'm walking I'm going from a world to a world but that growth from a world to a world because of the challenges I have are about the same I about the same me I'm not trying to change me I'm just trying to succeed at what me is the third step which is Diluc is trying to become a new me and you'll see later on this is the idea of chuvah. now let's see how that ever presents this Oman however when I'm serving a on a level which is higher than reason in other words I'm not staying in the same world I'm jumping out of my world which is called being emotion. As an indirect connection to reason first of all the idea that a person serves Hashem in a way where he's trying to break out of a containment not sustain it his mind tells him you're stuck and you gotta get out of it his understanding tells him to go beyond themselves so even though it's connected to tamvadas. this knowledge that tells me I have to go out of where I am and become a new person is I don't even understand yet what that new person is. I just know I need to become a new person. And since I don't understand yet what that new person is, my understanding of what I need to become is called the HaShlila. Says the Rebbe, even Shlil is called understanding. So if I understand that I have to change completely, and I therefore change, all of that change is based on that understanding. That understanding is who I was before. So even the change is not absolute. an addition, the idea that what's above reason tells me that I have to grow. And call the Mahalakhainabshla That's not completely separated from understanding. The English and it's altogether removed from intellect, that's not the case. The truth is even what's higher than understanding is connected to understanding. El the understanding brings me to understand, that I have to go out of understanding. And therefore, even when I'm going higher than understanding, it's connected to understanding. Sh that's the second point I'm not sure exactly what's the difference between the first point and the second point the first point is that the going out of Seichel is connected to Seichel and the second point is that what I'm going to reach when I go out of Seichel is indirectly connected to Seichel because Seichel brought me to that space number three Aid Zais number C on page Khavzai, it's about 11 lines down it's a war Shaleichem a have to fight with myself lots of metamadas to go beyond reason and therefore, it's the fact that I'm fighting with myself to go out of myself because there's an opposition. And if there's an opposition, just like I could win, I could lose. It's assuming that there's klipa. And if there's klipa, it's not totally l'mayl mitamadaz. So, amid is obviously reasonable. Hiluch means my reason tells me to go beyond my reason, but it's connected to reason. And because my reason is telling me to go beyond my reason, which is connected to reason, doing that is a fight and the reason it's a fight is because the opposition exists if the opposition exists then I'm vulnerable so it's not a total transformation <laughs> the same as when Hashem gives when, you, when Hashem gives us based on our service even has <sighs> a connection to these worlds even though of Kalaman is higher than the world, but it's higher than the world in the kind of way that has some connection to this world. And the Rebbe explains this Apikabola, that is the Shayish of the Netzolim, And he argues it could still be a unique achitainim. And for this reason also the Avoda of Hiluk of going beyond where I am right now, going beyond what I'm comfortable with is only considered is still considered Mahalik it's not considered Medalik and it's close to the Madrega of Amid so there's three points right what's wrong with Hiluch a person is in a certain place and he's not staying in that place he's breaking out of that place he's going to a place which is beyond he's trying to forget his old in order to come into the world to the new however number one it's the old that told him that he should leave the old to go into the new number two since he understands that he's going beyond his understanding he still has a connection to one thing I'm not sure exactly what's the difference between one and two and number three is because there's a fight anytime there's a fight that means I'm vulnerable anytime there's a fight and that means I'm vulnerable that means I'm relative to the thing I'm fighting with so it's not a real infinity that's why the Rebbe finishes on page Shin Chof Zion the last line of the first paragraph. lachain dafka. has done in a way of a leap, which is is beyond reason altogether, and that's the third step. Amida means everything I'm doing is in the same world. All my growth is for everything to stay the same. Hiluch means I'm growing in order to make a change, but all of the changes that I'm making, a, are the old me is telling me that I need to make the change. B there's a struggle in making this change because there's conflict within me so I'm not becoming an entirely new person to become an entirely new person you have to have a leap which is it's not just above reason it's not connected to reason even indirectly now we move on to item 3 standing still is logic walking is connected to logic and leaping has nothing to do with logic at all the phenomenon of jumping is going out of your reason altogether. There's no discussion here. There's no conversation. You know, you're serving Hashem this way, maybe you should serve Hashem another way. That's not how you reach the third level. I say you reach the second level. Something happens. And because that something happens, your experience is like you're running away from death and running towards life. There's no conversation at all, which is the madrig of true, which is The third level is true, which is a jump. That's the third level. Now, the third level is not motivated by me thinking about it. The third level is not being me motivated by thinking about the limitations of my old avoida, my need to exceed the of the old avoida. The third level is I'm in a bad place. In other words, it's not, I'm good and I want to make it better. I'm in a bad place. Now, how bad is that bad place? You know, the Mashiach is going to make Tzadikim do Tshuva. That's how bad their bad place is. But the power of that Tshuva, the Rebbe says, it doesn't take any time. It's like running away from evil. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that the old environment was evil. But the kind of change that you're making is like jumping away from evil. Oh, that's the concept of chuvah, which is which is leaping like it says in Zoyer the Tshuva is done in a second because it comes from above reason altogether and the Rebbe says becoming a whole different person when a Tzaddik grows he always remains the same whether the growth of the Tzaddik is mamish in the same world which is altogether reason or the growth of the Tzaddik is to understand logically if you go beyond logic it's also in the same world When the tzaddik looks at his yesterday and he sees it as evil and he has to get away from it and he succeeds in getting away from it, that's dialogue. Until I look at my past and I say, not it's limited, it's evil and I have to transcend it and therefore you run away from it not through a system of reason but by running away from it, only then it's dilog. And that's why it doesn't say it is done in an instant because it's And then he adds This changes you. You become a whole new person. First you were one mahus and now you're another mahus First you were a human being and now you're a Malach for your peace of God. First you served Hashem within the parameters of your own existence whether they're finite or they're infinite. And now you're running away from evil to have a connection to Hashem which is a whole other situation. The wording of the Rambam, Yesterday this person was so far away from God. This is in Pedixayin, Vahayem, today he's attached to the Rambam. says all the different words that the Rambam brings to describe the change that takes place in a Balshok. He doesn't bring them all here, but you can look up the Rambam inside. When in a person is only motion in motion, He's not changing his substance altogether. Because my being above reason is connected to reason. How the is not changing my substance. The only time it changed Muhus, it's altogether above reason, which is Avaydav of Mashayin can Chuvah And again, what's the of Chuvah in this case? Well, the Avaydav Chuvah in this case? You're not looking at your place and saying I have to be more. You're not looking at your place and saying, I need to go out. You're looking at your place and you're saying it's evil. And have to become a whole new person. Only that attitude makes you into a new person. It's not a process. It's not an argument. It's an escape. And that's called Shinem Hus. This makes you a whole new human being. The difference between growing as a Yid and being a Balchove is incomparable. Because growing as a yid means that there's more of me. Even if the growth involves hiloch, not just Hamid, I'm, I'm doing things beyond reason. I'm doing things beyond reason that are reasonable. Chuvah means I hate where I am. So I'm not going from a good place to a better place. I'm not building on the old. I've got nothing to do with the old. And therefore, the new is brand new. It's called the Shin Hamuz. A whole new substance. Now I'm skipping the next six lines because I read them in my introduction number 12 I'm skipping so I'm on page Shin Ches, first paragraph halfway down by the number 13 Ha'ina this means Sha'ved the dealer when a person is leaping and Yana it means which is Truva which is you're changing your substance altogether higher than reason completely so the first Avoid Mida is totally logical the second Avoid Hilog is higher than logic connected to logic and indirectly is logical and the third level has nothing to do with logic, it has to do with the Abbish did himself, which is completely beyond reason altogether, beyond limitation altogether. When a person serves Hashem in a level where he's jumping, Haim brings which is called Atik, which is higher than it, not only Atilis, it's even higher than Atik. And he brings, okay, because Atik and Zoh is Maris, Tana's and Maris, Gidel is Atik. So he uses fancy Kabbalah word which I'm not going to read inside that Amida is called Eir Ampin Hiluch is called Arich Anpin, and this Madrig is called Atikem it's a whole other world. So let, this is it. We've more or less learned what we have to learn. We need one more paragraph. I hope I was clear. Yeah? The Rebbe says there are things that the brain understands and the things that the brain understands that it doesn't understand that it needs to understand and it pushes itself to understand. That's Omed and Mahalach. Then there's a brain looking at itself and saying, I'm bad. That's Shin Hamos. That's Amida, Hiloch, Dilug. Amida means as much as I'm growing, I'm in the same world. Hiluch means I'm going from a world to a world, but it's indirectly connected to the whole world, to the old world. Dilug, I'm becoming a whole new person. And the prerequisite to delug is seeing your earlier life as evil. This is of course the Pshat, what it says in Chazal based on and the Gemara and the Rambam and the Chassidus but the Alt Rebbe says that it says in the Zayar the Mashiach teaches tadikim to do Tshuva but there's an emphasis only the Altar only Mashiach could teach tadikim to do Tshuva until Mashiach comes this is the first Memor of Pesach by the way Pesach Yer this is Yerbiz Tamar Yerbiz one year before Pesach the Rebbe spoke this Zayar which is based on Ayin Be'ez Ch'il Gimel and there's a mind from the middle Rebbe also in contrast him called Mashiach also la sova tzadikai but you Mashiach is going to teach tzadikim how to do tzuvah because until Mashiach comes the tzadik cannot look at his life and say it's bad Mashiach is going to reveal such a level where the tzadik looks at his former life he it says it's bad the Rebbe said that Tshuva by a tzadik is the alter Rebbe zikvil menit azdik alayn imkhalayi chafat Okay, so you have to say that the idea of wanting atzmos, as opposed to giluyim is so far apart that, relatively speaking, giluyim is like choishach. And those are the three levels. Amida means as much as I grow, I'm staying; as much as I'm changing, I'm remaining the same. Hiluch means I'm changing, but I'm indirectly connected to my old me. My above reason is connected to reason. Diluch means I'm getting rid of the old altogether. It's bad. I want to be a new person. So, these three ideas, this is the heart of the Maimir, or the Lashin from uh, the story that I always tell you. This is the beard of the Maimir. And then Rebbe is going to connect these three levels to three levels of B'Tachin, which we'll be talking about in, in the next class, which will be tonight, like I said, around 8 o'clock. And then, of course, it's going to connect it to Menameitzar and to Let's read the last paragraph, page Shinchav Chas, the bottom number 14 this explains when the Jewish people left Egypt the transition from Egypt to freedom wasn't standing it wasn't walking it was jumping because in Mitzayim they were involved in evil and therefore since in Mitzayim the Jewish people were connected to evil if the re- redemption the emancipation the exodus is connected to level A or level B, they're never really free, they're always taking it with them. Or in the wording of the Maimir, they're actually feeding the Klipe, because their freedom is relative to the Klipe. But since where we're free from Egypt and free from Egypt in a way where we're not subject to Egypt and not vulnerable to Egypt there's no possibility for Yeniko it has to be from a place of Shin Hamhus which is the Madrega of Dilug. So the Rebbe, which is which is Mamshachatz So is is Yitzir, is is means reason. which is actually above reason, which is the Madreig of Seviv of and even Acher, which is the Madreig of Atsilus, has a Shaykheth to the world. And if a person is redeemed from Egypt, Madreig of Acher, there's still a possibility for Yenik Hasech Bit Avobeti Yetz Mitzray, Yemo'ya Gimloch, Enosani, the Abish himself redeems us. Not only not shl- Malach, Saraf and Shliach, but not even Acher. In other words, not only we're not redeemed from the Madreig of Asiyah, Yitzir and Briya, we're not even redeemed from the Reg of Atsilus, but rather Gileh Ha'atzmuth, which is even higher than Save of Kalam. And when there's a gili of Asmur, Satan, Sevev, Kalal, you're removed from Egypt in such a way that there's no relativism, there's no connection indirectly between you and the Mitzrayim from which you came. And since there's no connection with you, between you and the Mitzrayim from which you came, there can't be any kisach but this is the Pshat of Diluch. And he brings what the Rebbe R. Sha'ab says, Nigo le'y melch, m'alch, 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 goes on m'alch, and m'alch, goes on Helma m'alch, 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 Helma m'alch in other words, the Gilead of Atmos, Vidaka, the Gilead Atmos, by revealing the Abish to himself, which which has no relationship to Klippa whatsoever. This bird about the Etzias Mitzrayim. And it brings about ETS Mitzrayim in such a way, you're becoming a whole new person. And that's the Pshat, that through Gilead of Atmos you have Diluk. Okay, so now we read six Samudim, right? Two, four, six five and a half not six five and a half and with them it's half the mind more than half the mind and we read one point you can grow gradually you can grow incrementally and you can grow that the old you is bad only the third is real diluk is real leaping It's is a real quantum change And only the world, the third, makes a person who was a slave before free. Because in the first and the second, if you were a slave before, you either still are a slave in your head. Or if you were a slave before and you're not a slave anymore, but indirectly you have some kind of connection to slavery, unless you do this. So tonight around 8.15, I'll give a second class and we'll talk about Betachem.